Listen, how many know that the, the Word of God's our help? Amen. Um, I don't, my opinion is not what's going to help our lives, That's right? right? That's right. Um, what's in the news, current events, things like that, Reader's Digest. <laughs> Whatever articles, whatever you read. Listen, that's not your help. The word, the, what God said is our help. And uh, what would we know from, from about God? What would we know if he hadn't given us his word, spoken to us? And so the Bible really is God speaking to our lives. And uh, it's important that we see it that way, right? When I look in the word, it's different than when I look on the newspaper. When I read the news. When I'm reading the news, I'm just reading. When I'm in the Bible, I'm receiving from God. I'm hearing from him. And there's a whole different weight and level on it. Is that right? We've been talking the last couple of weeks, and, it's, and I don't know if I've ever gotten to, to minister here three weeks in a row before because normally I yield to beauty. You know what I mean? And uh, everybody should have said amen there, but come on. And, and then, of course, I'm gone a lot, but uh, it's, been, it's been fun, hasn't it? Has it been good? Has it been good or has it been bad, y'all? You were here. It's been Okay. Jesus is Lord. Yes, we've been talking about a subject uh, called, you know, we've been talking about the joy of the Lord. Amen. Yeah. Amen. And interesting how, if I could say it this way, it's going to sound funny, but it, we need to get an a understanding of how serious rejoicing is. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. You think that, we re, that rejoicing is, is, you know, light. and so, Listen, there are some powerful things attached to the joy of the Lord. Yes, yes. Go with me this morning to one of the scriptures we looked at. We, we can't take time to review everything, but go to James chapter 1. And what, I think the thing that we've been noticing these past couple weeks is not only the importance of joy, but that we are to rejoice regardless of circumstance yes. and yes. regardless yeah. of feelings. Amen. 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 How many were here to hear me say that? Yes. Regardless of circumstance, yes. regardless of feelings, yeah. Yeah. Amen. if you think about it, we won't, won't necessarily turn there, but if you're taking notes, and that's always a good idea when you're in church, because God will speak to you, you know, share some things with you, but yeah. uh, if you've ever read the book of Philippians, that's a great book, you know, in the New Testament, and uh, the one that was used to write that was the Apostle Paul, and over a dozen times in these, in these four little chapters in Philippians, he talks about rejoicing. Matter of fact, chapter 4, verse 4 says, Rejoice in the Lord always. always. Amen. And then he Amen. said, and again I say, rejoice. rejoice. Amen. I mean, how many know when somebody repeats something, it's important, but when they repeat it right after they said it? <laughs> how many of your mom, your mom ever did that to you? You know, your parents? Sure. Come on, as parents, you know, sometimes you've got to tell it to them, and then right away, you've got to tell them again. Yeah, that's true. Huh? That's true. And then sometimes say this, now repeat it back to me. What did I tell you? Uh, you said, clean up the, the trash and take out my room. No, that's not what I, you didn't get it right. What was it? Clean up your room, take out the trash, right? And so listen, with God, come on, he'll say it, but he needs to say it again. And then you got to repeat it back to him. And so he said, rejoice in the Lord. How often? Always. Always. Well, that narrows it down, doesn't it? Just all the time. And again, I say, rejoice. But have you ever thought about this? That the book of Philippians was written when Paul was in prison. Not in a, uh, not in a comfortable prison. But in a prison. I mean, I've actually seen pictures of the prison where Paul wrote 
Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians, and Philemon. They call them the prison letters or the prison epistles. And I mean, it was a nasty little, you couldn't stand up in it. And it was, it was let me say it this way, it was connected to the sewer in town. Yeah. Yeah. It was part of the sewer system. That's the prison they were in. Whoa, 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 whoa. Are, are you getting this? Right, right. Somebody who was knee deep Come on now. in your and my sewage, sewage <laughs> knee deep in it, is, is managing to write. And he said, rejoice, rejoice in the Lord always. So we know this, we know this, that joy cannot be dependent on circumstances. I don't know anybody, Paul included, who would, who would get happy about being where they were. Right? Thank you for your enthusiasm this morning. You understand what we're talking about. So there's, there's a, uh, a big part of rejoicing it evidently takes place when we don't feel like it. When it doesn't look like there's any reason for it, but we're supposed to do it anyway. Right. Amen. Right. Over in James, have you found James yet? I gave you a minute or so to find it. Over in James, this uh, second verse of the first chapter says this. Count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds. For you know, verse 3 says, for you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness. And let steadfastness have its full effect. Now look at this. That you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. I could, I could get excited and start shouting already. It, it's God's desire for us that we be perfect. Now perfect doesn't mean flawless. It, it, means, it means complete. It means complete. It means mature. Perfect, complete, lacking in nothing. That, that's good. I said that's good. Don't get confused about it. When, when, you're, when you're a whole, let me say it that way. When you're whole, when in your, you know, the Hebrews, uh, the, the Jews, to which the Old, Old Testament was uh, given, they have a word. I was raised Jewish, so I, I know a little bit about that culture. But they have a word that they use called Amen. Yes. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I didn't say it right. Shalom. That's what I mean to say. Shalom. We all, we all say amen too. Shalom. How many have heard that word before? Shalom. And I mean, uh, I, I, can, I know how to say it in Hebrew. It's shalom. And in English, it's shalom. And uh, anyhow, it means this. They use it to say hello. They use it to say, you know, Goodbye, but it means nothing missing and nothing broken. It means wholeness, and 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 it and it affects every area of your life. That in in all your life, in your relationships, in your you know your relationships, your finances, your body, whatever. There's nothing missing. There's nothing broken. There's no lack. That's shalom. And that's that's what this gives a picture of: lacking in nothing, perfect wholeness, completeness. That's God's plan for us. That's God's desire for us. Right. If it's not, then he lied by putting it in his Bible. Right, right. Oh, but we understand this. If you go back to verse 2, evidently it's not always going to look like that way because he talks about trials of various kinds. Yes. Huh? Yes. Amen. Yes. I, I'm going to know there's various kinds of flowers. There's not just one flower. Right. There's, there's variety. I mean, 
uh, up in, we moved here from New York, a couple different of us, and uh, in New York, we had these things called hostas. And we found out this. There's not just one variety of hostas. You know, it's a, it's a green plant. Mm-hmm. There's so many different varieties. I don't think they, they even know how many there are. And for some reason, people like, it's like got this cult following up there. I mean, people, I have a property up there that has all these hostas on it. And people are like, can, I, can we split them off? Because they'll grow. Yeah. Can, can I have some? Because I don't have this variety. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to know there's variety of trials, yes. right? Yes. There's, there's, a, <laughs> there's variegated trials. Uh, trials, you might think that you've had all that you could <laughs> experience, and then boom, here comes another one. It's like, well, where did that come? Where did that one come from? Right, right. What's that? Yeah. Amen. But he said, when you meet these trials, when you meet these various trials, count it or consider it all joy. Yes. One translation says, consider it an opportunity for great joy. Yes. Consider it nothing Amen. but joy. Now, in the last couple of weeks, I've had some different things happen. I've had some trials, yeah, right? Sure. And uh, I've been tested. How do I meet those trials? What did we, so we had something show up yesterday. Was it a bill or I don't know what it was. Something showed up and I said, be careful how you meet it because uh, I don't even remember what it was. That's good when you can, for, when you can forget your problems <laughs> the day after, you know, but we had something show up and we're like, oh, and we wanted to go, oh, come on, yeah. not, not. Because, you know, the variety can stack up, right? Yes. And become a collection. Uh, <laughs> uh, what do they call uh, when, when you have a, a whole collection of albums? Anyhow, it, it can become a whole collection of trials. Yes. And so, any, a compilation. A compilation. But anyhow. So, so, yeah, we had to say, be careful how you meet it. Let's meet it with joy. Amen. Because, Amen. because we want to go from verse 2 to verse 4. What's at verse 4? Perfect and entire lacking in nothing but how do you get there how do you get to that place you have to do verse two if you're going to have verse four and you have to do verse three go back to verse three if you would verse three said you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness so that lets you know that rejoicing just one time over this trial that you meet isn't all that's going to be required you're going to have to keep doing it that's what steadfastness patience is right you do it every day as, how long you do it for? As long as that thing's there, we're going to rejoice about it. Do, do I feel like rejoicing? No. Sometimes you feel like crying. Sometimes you feel like complaining. Sometimes you feel like talking to everybody you know and say, why is all this happening to me? I'm a good person. I'm handsome. I'm muscular. I'm, oh, well, you know, I'm dreaming. Hallelujah. You know what I'm talking about. You want to do that. But what do you have to do instead? You have to, verse 2, you have to count it, consider it all joy. joy. Notice it didn't say feel it all joy. It didn't say you have to feel happy about it. Whatever whatever it was yesterday, (laughs) she'll tell me afterwards, she probably knows. Whatever it was yesterday that we saw, that we came, that we met, the the first feeling that that came to me was not this bubbly laughter that said, whoa, yeah. The first thing that came was, oh, man. But we met it. We said, let's be careful how we meet this. And instead, we put joy to it. Now, how do you rejoice when you don't feel like rejoicing? You don't have to have feelings of joy. You just have to have expressions of joy. Somebody tell me, what's an expression of joy? What would one be? 
Laughter. Can you laugh when you don't feel like it? Sure. It just sounds a little different. Instead of being, ah, it might be, ha, 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 ha. But I told you last week how uh, Reverend Kenneth Hagin, who ministered, you know, after being born basically dead, lived, got healed, ministered on earth for 70 years. Amen. <laughs> but he, he, as he was traveling and staying somewhere, he had, he had such alarming heart symptoms come on him uh, that it seemed like he was going to die of a heart attack in the middle of the night. And he said, I just pulled the covers up over my head and just started laughing. Ha, 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 ha. And he said, and I did it until... Next thing I knew, the only thing that was left was the laughter, and all the symptoms were gone. So I went to sleep, woke up fine, never had another problem. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Amen. Mm-hmm. Amen. That's right. Mm-hmm. Now, li- now listen, if you need, uh, just, just so that we're all on the same page, because people will hear these things and think, well, it's wrong to, uh, you know, to go to the hospital. No, if you need medical help, get your medical help, right. you understand. Right. But laugh on the way. Laugh on the way. <laughs> Do this too. Yes. Do this yes. too. Now, there was, you know, this was in the 50s or 40s, and he was staying out somewhere rural. If, if it was a dire medical situation, he would have been dead by the time anybody could get to him and he could get anywhere. So this was his only uh, way out, but it was the way out. And how many know, listen, this is our way out, too. This is our way out, too. If I was here listening to this, this is just me. If I was listening to this, I'd probably at least say amen. At, at least I love when I hear my answer and I find my answer. With the things of God, the answers are different than, than just what the world teaches because they don't know these things. Right. Amen. I mean, you know, if you, if you go uh, to a, your tax specialist and they say, uh, I've got bad news. <laughs> and then they, get, then they start giving you this list of how, how it's all worse than you thought it was. You know what I mean? Sure. How many know they're not going to say, now, if I were you, I'd start rejoicing right now. No, they say, if I were you, I don't know. I'd, I'd go jump off the building, whatever. <laughs> right? 1929, when the stock market crashed, how many know you don't hear a lot of stories about how everybody laughed and, no. and rejoiced? No, they, they did jump off the buildings because, see, all their hope was in that, and they didn't know this. But this will get you out of that. Ask me how I know. I mean, God's done this for me before, but I had to do this. I've had to do this. We count it all joy for how long? As long as it takes. It works works steadfastness. And it's the testing. Go to verse 3, please. I love having this up here. The testing of your faith. It's faith that will rejoice when you feel like crying. It's faith that will substitute the things of God for the circumstances. And so one of the ways, as we were saying, one of the ways that you rejoice, you can just put on a laugh when you don't feel like laughing. Amen. That's right. Now, if you haven't done this, yeah. come on now, you get a test back, you get an assignment back, and it's just, it's tougher than you thought up at Boulder. And it's like, <gasps> and you want to start, well, I know I'm not supposed to cuss. <laughs> no, I'm not supposed to cry. Just come on, look at that piece of paper and go, ha, ha, ha. Because, you know, there's an enemy, the devil. He'll get yes. in your ear and he'll start talking to you yep. about how you're just dumb on, and you're never going to make it. You're never going to finish. You're, never, you're not cut out for this. you got to shut him up, man. Because what he wants you to do, he wants you to take what he's putting in your ear and speak it out of your mouth. Right. That's 
and say the same things and start believing that. But no, you got to just respond with joy. Well, what's some of the other ways you can rejoice besides laughing? Man, there's times we just, we just start dancing when it doesn't feel happy. That's right. That's Amen. It doesn't feel happy. Amen. If you could see how many times we scoot around our kitchen and just run around the house just as an expression of our faith. Counting it all joy. That's, that's the way to get to the other side. Now, this, that was review. Are you ready for today's? <laughs> Go with me actually to Habakkuk, the third chapter. Habakkuk, if you can't find it, don't even worry because uh, Habakkuk's one of those at the end of the Old Testament. There's about seven or eight books all there together and Habakkuk's one of them. How's that? Somebody find it, tell me what it's in front of and behind. Yeah, it's front of, in front of Zephaniah. How many, does that help you or no? I want to read verse 17 through verse 19. And we're going to look at this in the message too, just so you know. Now, it, when I read this, it might seem like it means nothing to you because uh, I don't know anybody here that you're in fig tree farming and, and shepherding. But apply it to your situation, okay? So Habakkuk 3, verse 17 says this. Though the fig tree should not blossom. How many know that's a problem if you're a fig tree farmer? Nor fruit be on the vines. The produce of the olive fail. And the fields yield what? No. Hello for a farmer, no food. Are you kidding me? That's bad. That's bad. What if the whole what if the whole country operates on agriculture? Oh, snap, <laughs> right? We're in, we're in deep doo-doo. Yeah. How are you supposed to respond to that? What if you meet, what if you go out to the field at harvest time and there's nothing? How are you supposed to meet that trial? You're supposed to count it all joy. Would you feel like joy if you lost an entire crop? No. So we're not talking about feelings of joy. We're talking about expressions of joy. So, oh, it goes on. It gets worse, everybody. Let's just go ahead and get worse before we get better. The flock be cut off from the fold. Uh Uh-oh. And there be, look at it, no herd in the stalls. You You go out to your barn and you open up the stalls and everybody done escaped the stalls. What are you supposed to do? Verse 18. Look at it. Yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will take joy. I'll take joy. I'll just take joy. Oh, I'm going to get happy right here. <laughs> I'll take joy in the God of my salvation. God the Lord is my strength. He makes my feet like the deer's. He makes me tread on high places. Now look at this in the message translation. If you just look up at the screen, you'll see it. Verse Starting at verse 17. We'll get that up there. Look at this. Though the cherry trees don't blossom... Washington, D.C. would be unhappy with that. And the strawberries don't ripen. (laughs) Not the strawberries. Though the apples are worm-eaten and the wheat fields stunted, though the sheep pens are sheepless and the cattle barns empty, I'm singing joyful praise to God. I'm turning cartwheels of joy to my Savior God. Now, Now look at, go on. 
counting on God's rule to prevail. You see this? Counting on God's rule to prevail. I take heart and gain strength. I run like a deer. I feel like I'm king of the mountain. Friends, this is called faith. This is called when circumstances look one way and God said it's another way, like Amy was saying during the offering. When, When God says it's one way and circumstances say it's not that way, you choose to look past the circumstances and instead focus on God and what he said and say, I'm going to believe you. I'm going to stick with what you said. I'm going to say what you said and I'm going to act like it's so and I'm going to put joy to it because it is good news. And what does that do? That gives God, if we could say it this way, an entrance into your life. You know, a lot of times, there's water to this building, but there had to be a pipeline to get it here. You you know that the rain doesn't just come to this building and go right in the bathroom and right in the sink. You know what I mean? No, No, they have to filter it. Different things happen. And so they pipeline that water. What does it do? It connects this building to a water supply. You understand this. God is big. God is powerful. There's nothing he can't do in terms of power. But yet something has to connect us to that. There has to be a pipeline, if we could say it that way. And that's what, see, faith is the pipeline that goes from our spirits to him. And it gives him, that's what gives him the entrance to be able to flow his power into our lives and do what he wants to do. And there's nothing he can't. He created us. He can fix us. What do we have that I can throw into the back row today? (laughs) (laughs) Praise God. Now, it was my intention to finish today, and, uh, but I haven't really gotten to what I wanted to. Can you hang on for another 10 minutes, maybe? Yeah, absolutely. Raise your hand if you'd give me 10 minutes. Oh, boy. 10, 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, 70. You know, that's, a, that's an old preacher joke, and it's not even very funny. You've heard it so many times. But go with me to 1 Peter chapter 4. Every, every scripture we add to this... Build something in us, Amen. you know. How many, how many would say that something's being built in you as you're hearing this Amen. week after week? Right. So it's doing something to me. Yes. <laughs> even if the strawberries fail, even now. if the cherries yeah. fail, even if somebody, if, if a disease went through and killed all the sheep in the, in the right. flock, right. Mm-hmm. I'm still going to rejoice. Why? Because you're going to go under it anyhow. You're going to go under if you don't. Right, right, right. What do you have to lose? Just do what God yes, said. Father. Do you feel like it? No. But you do it anyhow. And here's the thing. You do it when you don't feel like it. But if you do it long enough, the feelings will follow. That's been, you know, somebody... Uh, if somebody would ask us about our marriage, you know, uh, this coming year, not 2016, yeah. in December will be 25 years, right, that we've been married. And we have a hot marriage, meaning that we're in love and we chase each other around and uh, she can't keep her hands off me. That's what I mean by that. <laughs> no, we're always just smooching on each other and loving on each other. Right. But do you think that feelings have sustained us all these years? No. No, because, you know, you should try living with her. There's times where 
<laughs> There's times where I don't have feelings of love, but see, I give expressions of love all the time. All the time. We, we, we've just learned that we learned this early on. If you didn't know this, then listen, there's no way we, our marriage would last if we didn't know these things. Amen. We're just way too incompatible in the natural. You know. Well, now, see, we've grown together now, yeah. so it's a little different. But I mean, when we started, we were, we were white milk and chocolate milk. You know yeah. what I mean? I was chocolate, she was white. And, uh, you know, it just didn't, we didn't go together. There was right. nothing about us like that. Right. So, but we learned these things. We learned to speak what we believe, not what we feel. Right. And see, the yeah. feelings follow. The reason we have feelings of love and see our marriage instead of fizzling right. has grown, grown, grown just because we're doing what this instead of rejoicing, well, we give expressions of love, right. That's right. whether the feelings are there, whether they're not there. Amen. Right. And we're able to pretty much keep the feelings going. Yes. Amen. Right. Amen. Amen. Thank you for your Amen. help today. Okay. First Peter four. Did you find that? Yes. First Peter's right after James. Now look at, look at verse 12. Again, another, another passage that tells us that during tests and trials, it's prime time for rejoicing. Yeah. Yeah. Beloved, do not be surprised yeah. at the fiery trial wow. <laughs> when it comes upon you to test you yeah. as though some strange thing were happening to you but what are you supposed to do? Rejoice. What? What kind of kooks are writing this Bible? I mean, because we heard from Paul, rejoice in the Lord always. We heard from James, count it all joy. We heard from the prophet Habakkuk in the Old Testament. And now Peter. Seems like they all knew the same secret. Hmm? They all knew the same secret. When you, when you get... Don't bet, get shocked. Don't get surprised when the fiery trial comes. Amen. Know ahead of time yeah, that, number one, they're coming. Yeah. And know ahead of time how to respond to it. Yeah. You rejoice. Why? So, so that you can also rejoice and be glad when His glory is revealed. Amen. What does that mean? His glory is His power yeah. applied to the situation Praise and changing God. it. Glory. Glory. Now, a lot of Christians will say, well, I'll get happy when the situation changes you got to get happy before the situation changes if you ever want the situation to change. That's it. That's it. Everybody say, good preaching, Brother Joel. That's good. Oh, man. Rejoice when that trial comes. Now, one last passage of Scripture in the first chapter of 1 Peter. Now, this, this is going to, I don't know, this is, this is going to nail this down for you. I'm going to put the final nail in this box. To where if, if we can't get this truth in you now, then I'll quit. <laughs> you ready for this? Can I say something to you while you're turning there? When I've had a good meal and a multi-course meal, and it's starting out good, and they, they bring you this soup that's just top shelf, I don't know if you've ever been on a cruise or somewhere where the, it's a, a several course meal. Mm -hmm. And the salad, if you, if you give me a good salad, I'm on board. I don't care what's next. Because yeah. uh, if, if it's a good salad, mm, I'm there. I don't know where it is. Anyhow, you start talking, you get hungry. And then, uh, and I mean, the next course comes and then they start talking about dessert. And what do you, what do, you do? <laughs> You're like, bring it on. Sure. 
bring it. It's been so good so far. Just bring it on. How many know what I'm talking about? How many have ever done that? Well, how dare you do that at a table of food? But when we come to church and we say there's one more verse and you're like, oh. We're training us. We're training us, right? What do you do? What should you say? Bring it on, Bring it on Brother it on. Joel. Bring it on, preacher. Amen. Amen. Yeah, if you ever watched the movie Thor, <laughs> and he had, you ever see Thor? And he had that, uh, that drink, and he liked it. What did he do? He smashed the glass. He said, another. Another. <laughs> so we're going to look at one more passage. Thank you. Bring it on. Another. First Peter. I'm going to actually read this, this passage starting in verse 3, and we're going to read several verses. Wow. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. According to his great mercy, he's caused us to be born again. Oh, aren't you glad? How many are born again and glad about it? Born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, to an inheritance that's imperishable, undefiled, and unfading, kept in heaven for you, who by God's power are being guarded through faith for a salvation ready to be revealed in the last time. In this, you what? Rejoice. Rejoice. Though now for a little while, if necessary, you've been grieved by various trials. So that the tested genuineness of your faith, more precious than gold that perishes, though it's tested by fire, may be found to result in praise and glory and honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Now, I've got to stop and teach you something if you're interested. Mm -hmm. (laughs) This This is so interesting. Verse 5 says, who by God's power are being guarded through faith for salvation, ready to be revealed, look at it, in the last time. And verse 6 says, in this you rejoice. Now, it's easy to skip over that, but when it says in this you rejoice, what's the this that it's talking about? Well, you'd have to go back to verse 5 to find out, right? Go back to verse 5. Who by God's power are being guarded through faith for salvation ready to be revealed in the last time. In this you greatly rejoice. Or in this you rejoice. Now, I don't know why, but I some, for some reason I was led to study this. You know the Bible wasn't written originally in English. It was written New Testament in Greek. And the Old Testament mostly Hebrew, a little bit of Aramaic. But anyhow, uh, I, I was led to look this up. And I read after a scholar, which I'm not. But I read after one. And when he said that, he said this, that grammar in the Greek is like math to us. Meaning that words, you know, in our language, we can use, we can use different words and they can mean seven, seven different things. You know what I mean? Yeah. Depending on how we use them. There's a, we'll say it this way. There's a lot of flexibility and elasticity yeah. to our language. Sure. But he said not in Greek. The grammar is very, very precise. And he said... Uh, a phrase like that can only point to one thing because of the type of grammar it is. And I don't know all the the details and names, so just trust me or study it yourself. But he said this phrase in this is only pointing to one thing and one thing only. And that is in verse 5, that phrase, the last time. 
Or we'd say this, the last days. How many know we're in the last days? That refers to the end of the church age before Jesus returns for his church. That's what the phrase the last days means. So if you want to read this literally, what it literally means, it says this. In the last time or in the last days, you rejoice. You rejoice. Right. In the last days, you rejoice. In the last days, you rejoice. That's literally... And don't take my word for it. If you doubt me, go study it yourself. But that's literally what it means. And, and this word rejoice, yeah. it's, there's two different words in the Greek translated rejoice in English. One of them is, you know, to feel cheerful. Mm-hmm. The other is a kind of rejoicing that you can't do while seated. I've told you before about, you know, when, when we lived in Buffalo and we'd go to those Buffalo Bills games and I'd find, you know, something good would happen on the rare occasion that something good would happen up there. I mean, you'd come to yourself and find a person in your arms that you didn't even know, but nobody cared. They, they, everybody got out of their seat. Everyone was shouting, rejoicing, screaming. I mean, you look over in the End of the, and you know, where the people had been drinking all day, all morning. Well, you never wanted to have a late afternoon or evening game because they'd still start drinking at eight in the morning for the game. And I mean, by the time that, I mean, they're fully sauced, you know what I mean? And so something good happens, clothes start flying off and, and, you know, eight degrees out. And they, because they got something spelled out on their chest. Let's go Buffalo, you know, 15 of them and clothes and all this stuff starts happening. That's the kind of rejoicing that's talking about. You can't accomplish it sitting dignified in your seat. And the Bible says in the last days, in the time that we're living in, you have to rejoice. Even in the times of, there it is again, various trials. Letting us know this, guys. One of the things we're going to find in the last days, there's going to be test and trial after test and trial. It's the world we're living in is not improving. Hello? It's getting tougher and tougher just in the world because it's a broken system without God. You know what I mean? But God's given us a way to live above it. God's given us a way to live over it. You rejoice right in the midst of the test of trial. Now, I've just got to finish these last two verses, and then we're going to let you go. I mean, but who wants to go? There's no, no, nothing better than this, Amen. in my opinion. Where were we? Yeah, verse 7, so that the tested genuineness of your faith, more precious than gold that perishes, though it's tested by fire, may be found to result in praise and glory and honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Now look at verse 8. Though you've not seen him, you love him. How many would say that's true? You love the Lord. You hadn't seen him. With your physical eyes, but you've seen a lot on the inside. Though you do not now see him, you believe and rejoice. (laughs) You believe in him and rejoice with joy that is inexpressible. Now, that's a poor translation. The, The King James says unspeakable. It's that same word. It means this. It's the kind that you can't accomplish just sitting there dignified in your seat. You can't just, come on, how many have ever experienced a kind of joy? Well, I love to talk about the old Publishers Clearinghouse Prize Patrol. Because Ed McMahon would get that van 
and they'd go to the people's houses with balloons and the camera, and they knock. Of course, they let them know. What do you think? They actually don't let the people know. They know they're there. They know they're coming. Yeah. Right, right, but they right. stage. They stage it, mm-hmm. and they the people that won still don't fix themselves up. Right. Do you remember them? They still look. I mean, their hair looks like they just woke up. They still look bad. But anyhow, they maybe Ed McMahon said, "Listen, I only got five minutes. We're going to do this. Let's go." So they come out there and they say, bang, 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 bang. Hello. <laughs> they knock on the door. He said, I'm Ed McMahon. I'm here with the prize. But Well, they know who it is. And you've just won Publishers Clearing House. And they back that camera out. And what do these people do? How many know stuff's flying and bouncing that never should be shown on television? How many know what I'm talking about? I mean, just people going crazy, people going nuts. They don't, just, they don't just stand there and say, oh, wonderful, right. I rejoice. Right. No, 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 they don't. No. It's no. a joy that's unspeakable. Yes. You, just giving utterance to the joy through your yes. mouth can't accomplish right. what, what, you ha- what needs to be expressed. That's, awesome. that's what this is talking yeah. about. Yeah. Amen. Though you do not yeah. now see him, you believe in him yeah. and you rejoice with joy that's unspeakable. Yes. And... Filled with glory. Wait a second. What's God's glory? That's His power applied to your situation to change it. I'm going to know there's some situations. They're not going to be changed except for God's power. How do you get His power applied to your situation? You got to, you got to rejoice until. You might start out, you know, you're, you're blown away by the problem. Ha, 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 your eyes are real big. Ha, 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 ha. But you keep going. You keep going. And and here's what happens. God gets in it. He gets in it. And all of a sudden, all of a sudden, now you're not just going by faith. Now there's some substance to what you're doing. And now you feel that joy. It's full of his glory. You give an expression to that. Now that happens to us. We'll start out. We'll start out just dancing around the house. But next thing you know, man, we we're dancing because we feel like it, and we start shouting, "Glory to God!" Start talking about how it's all coming to pass. Now, put your seatbelts on. We're finishing with verse nine. Joy unspeakable, full of glory, obtaining. Yes, that's it. Obtaining the outcome of your faith. The salvation of your souls. Now, that's just not talking about going to heaven when you die. The word salvation, it includes everything you need here on earth as well as heaven. Study it out. Don't take my word for it. It really better translated deliverance. The outcome of your faith is you coming out of the situation. If you want to receive the impossible, if you want to receive the miraculous... You can, but there's no receiving without rejoicing. We've given you you five, six verses today. We've given you more in in the previous couple weeks. (laughs) If you'll be a rejoicer, you'll be a receiver. Pardon me one second. Woo! I get excited about the Word of God. I get excited about these things. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you. Glory to God. 
You might say, are you one of those churches? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We're the ones that actually believe it and do it. Yes. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. I wouldn't be alive on planet Earth if I didn't learn this and and do it. Amen. I wouldn't still have a marriage if I didn't do this. I wouldn't still have a house in my name if I didn't do this. Amen. I mean, you know, you, y'all do what you want to do. But I'm telling you, I've tasted this. I know this works. And so I'm going to keep rejoicing when it looks good and when it looks bad. And when it looks in between, I'm not even looking. I'm just rejoicing. Just rejoicing. I'm a, a rejoicing with joy unspeakable and full of glory. When God gets in it, then I get the outcome of my faith. What's the outcome of your faith? It's the answer. It's the situation turning around. Praise God. I preached myself happy. happy. <laughs> Stand up with us if you can today, everybody. I know.